going to take authority over the spirit that is trying to hinder, distract, discourage. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. You will not participate in the service, Satan, and you will be gone right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that the blood of Jesus covers right now. The blood of Jesus that never loses its power covers right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're looking this morning to uh, talk about uh, some uh, information that you may have heard me uh, talk to you about before, but we're going to talk about it again because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so our text is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14, and chapter 11, verse 1. And that's what we're going to use as our text this morning. And we're going to uh, uh, have a remedial lesson, you know, uh, like I said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you may have heard this before. You may have heard me teach on this before, but I'm asking God to give you listening ears this morning. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourself what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless is not a share is not a sharing in the blood of Christ. The bread that we break is not a sharing in the body of Christ. Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body, for we all partake of one bread. Consider the people of Israel are not those who eat the sacrifices partners in the altar. What do I imply then? that food sacrificed to idols is anything, or that an idol is anything. No, I imply that for pagan sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons are are we provoking the Lord to jealousy as we uh, are stronger than he? Do all to the glory of God. All things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Do not seek your own advantage, but that of the other. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience, for the earth and its fullness are the Lord. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it out of consideration for the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I mean the other's conscience, not yours. 
not your own. For why should my liberty be subject to the judgment of someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why should I be denounced because of what? For which I have given thanks. No, no, I'm sorry. So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, so that they may be saved. Be imitators of me as I am in Christ. And so this morning as we go about uh, our lesson, uh, we want to take a look at some scriptures. And uh, these scriptures will help guide us in uh, what we ought to be doing. You see, sometimes uh, it doesn't sound like uh, much, but it's very important what we what we do and how we act because we are written epistles. We are written letters. We are in the human flesh letters, and we want uh, to make sure that whatever uh, we say and do is a good example for those that uh, we uh, are uh, trying to uh, let help them understand what it's like to be a Christian. We are the ones that are the examples to the world of what it means to be a Christian. And sometimes we really leave uh, them with a bad taste about Christians. We leave people with a bad taste about Christians because of our behavior, because we don't set a good example, because uh, uh, we do things and say things that are not godly, not Christ-like. And then we want to tell folks how saved we are. So we have to be really careful about that, you know? We need to be very careful about the example we leave for other people about who they are. So when we look at this scripture, it says, be imitators uh, of me as I am of Christ. In other words, another way of saying that is, uh, to follow me as I follow Christ. You see, we, we learn how to imitate. And we have a lot of people in the body of Christ who do a lot of imitation. You know, they imitate this uh, preacher and that preacher. And so they uh, don't really allow God to use them uh, as they are, as a role model but they, they want to act like somebody else. So when we do that, uh, God is not uh, an imitator. The Satan is an imitator. So we need to understand that. We need to understand that, and we need to allow ourselves to know what the Word says, 
and do what the word says and uh, uh, be an example, be a good example of what the word says. And uh, so with that said, uh, we're going to look at some scripture. And one of the scriptures that I want us to look at here, it says uh, in uh, 1 John 3, 11, uh, and through 18, it says, Love one another, for this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who was from the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil. And so we have to understand that we uh, should love one another in a godly way. We should love one another. And sometimes we have to walk in that love when we really feel like letting somebody know that we are not in agreement with them. We don't like what they did. They offended us. You know, I, I thank God because God has taught me to hold my job. And I testify that, you know, I used to be able to really tell people on. I had a sharp tongue. And when you bothered me, I didn't have to cuss you. I used to tell people, I don't have to cuss you, honey, because I can cut you up with my tongue. And I could do it. And, you know, people would say rude things to me or they do something to me, and I just tell them right off. But God has taught me that you have to hold your tongue sometimes. And sometimes, you know, people do things that just cut right into you. They interfere with what you're doing. They try to discount what you're saying. But, you know, you have to let God be God in your life. And so because of that, you have to walk in love. And walk in love means that sometimes you just have to keep your mouth shut. You can't go around uh, saying, I'm a Christian out of one side of your mouth and out of the other side of your mouth. You're cussing people out and doing stuff that is not of God. And so, you know, the brothers, James, in the book of James, but James said, out of the same mouth can't come good and evil. And, you know, he talks about the term. So uh, we need to understand that. So we look at... 2 Corinthians 1, 12 through 22. And it says, For our boast in this, the testimony of our conscience, that we have behaved in the world, and still more toward you with uh, holiness and godly sincerity, and not by earthly wisdom, by the grace of God. For we write you nothing but what you can read. 2 Corinthians 1, 12 22. We have to understand that our boast <clears throat> is not in what we have uh, done or, or what we're doing, but uh, the testimony. What is your testimony of our conscience? What is it that you can say that we have, how we have behaved, he said that we have behaved in the world and still more towards you with holiness and godly sincerity and not by earthly wisdom, by the grace of God. You see, we have to uh, 
look at ourselves in the mirror, you know, and look at that person and see how we're handling ourselves in the world, how we're handling ourselves when it comes to speaking to one another, not even in the world, but how we handle ourselves communicating to one another, you know, because sometimes I can really let loose on some folks, but you know, I know that the world is watching. They're waiting for me to do something that is not of God, to, 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 to behave ungodly so they can throw that up in my face. And then it's a reflection on the body of Christ. It's a reflection on the church. And so when you open your mouth, you ask God to fill it. You stop trying to uh, just be uh, letting stuff come out of your mouth that you later on regret. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes people hurt my feelings. Sometimes people get out of orbit with me. But I try to handle that in a way that is pleasing to God and walk in love. So 2 Corinthians 11, uh, uh, 21, uh, but whenever anyone dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrew? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? Am I. And I am a better one. You see, uh, he said, he's talking about, he says, whatever anyone dares to boast. You know, we just, you know, don't let people, uh, you know, tell us uh, about who they are. Uh, without us knowing in our hearts, we don't have to boast. That's what we talked about. We don't have to boast because we know who we are in Christ. If you know who you are in Christ, then you don't have to boast. I had a sister call me on yesterday. Uh, they want me to do a funeral for someone that I don't know. And praise God, I've done that before. But the person that called me had asked, uh, I think, another minister, I guess that's what he calls himself, because in his uh, belief system, they call each other sister and brother. There is no pastor or reverend. But anyway, she was trying to get somebody else to do the service. And I guess the person turned them down. And so this woman that called me, I have uh, worked with her in the community uh, she works for mental health. And so she and I used to do a group together for black women, black women who were uh, 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 affected by mental illness, mental issues. And so she called me and I didn't take the call at first. So then she went on my, uh, my, uh, uh, our, our page, our, our web page, and she left a message on the web page where I really was amazed because, you know, I don't look at our web page every day to see if there's any messages on it because people know how to get in touch with me. 
And uh, but uh, the brother who takes care of that web page for me, Brother Mark, he texts me and said, Rev, there's a message <laughs> on the web page for you. And I thought that was so interesting. But anyway, uh, by that time, I had already talked to this individual who was interfacing for this family. Uh, so the person that she was, uh, uh, the family member, uh, wanted me to give my resume, you know, and I laughed to myself. I thought to myself, well, now this is really interesting. You're asking me to do a service for someone I don't know who I've done before. And this is the family member, and it's like she's interviewing me. So she wanted to know about me. So I was pleased to tell her about me and tell her what all the God, the Lord, has allowed me to do. And I didn't consider it boasting because she asked for that, you see. So when I got through giving her my resume, she said, oh, oh my goodness. Well, then how much are you going to charge us, you see? Because that, when I said what my my resume, my background, and what God has used me to do, I guess she thought I was going to charge them a lot of money. But I'm very reasonable when I do a service like that because I'm not trying to get rich on on some family who has just lost their loved one. But I want to give you that example because we really need to understand how uh, the devil, you know, he he's busy trying to discredit us. And I guess this sister felt that because I was a female, you see, we still have this thing about females in the ministry. And some of you uh, have probably been uh, told, oh, you got a woman for a pastor. Well, yes, that's what God called. But we're still having to work on that because we're still uh, uh, being affected uh, uh, by the fact that of our gender. And so when we look at this, we also have to know that's a part of what the enemy does. We have to know that the enemy is always trying to discredit the saints of God. And he will find any way he can. So he criticizes your walk with the Lord. He criticizes everything that has to do with you uh, and the fact of who you are, how you live, all of that. And, you know, I, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here this morning because I really uh, want to uh, help everybody understand that this is not the sermon that I would have selected today, but this is what the Lord had me give. And uh, you need to go back and read that uh, chapter of Corinthians. You need to go back and see what the Holy Spirit is saying to you one-on-one -on -one about this scripture. But one of the things I can tell you this morning is, is that we are called to do the work of the Lord. And we need to remember that we have to be uh, uh, the same today, yesterday, and forever. We have to be the same. 
we can't we can't vacillate from one thing to the other. We can't be like that water, Brother James uh, talks about that runs hot and cold. So today I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Tomorrow I'm running around loose, cussing, and doing all kinds of things that I have no business doing. And we're still telling everybody, you know, that I'm this big follower of Christ. You got to remember that people are watching you. And what did that scripture say? Follow me as I follow Christ. So if I'm, my behavior is not acceptable and I'm not following Christ, then why should I expect anybody to follow me? So we have got to always remember that people are watching, you know, and uh, Pastor uh, Bishop Ernestine Cleveland Rings, who is now gone home with the to be with the Lord, she had us saying that uh, you know you have to make sure that you do what you're supposed to do. But she said, you know, you can't let people hinder you. You can't let them hinder you. And sometimes that's what we do. We allow them to hinder us. Oh. You know, because they don't want to hear what we have to say. Oh, because they don't like the fact that we don't do what they do. I had a job with the county for 10 years in social services. And one of the things that one of my managers told me was, is that I needed to come to the Christmas parties. Now, mind you, the Christmas parties, uh, a lot of drinking and acting the food. I chose not to be in that. I don't use alcohol, and I didn't choose to be in the in the in an environment. Now I can do it, and I have done it uh, for uh, certain things, certain events. I've gone to uh, birthday parties and things where people was drinking and, and acting a fool, but I was there and had been invited for a specific purpose. So. I don't have any uh, problems uh, being in that environment because the people that I work with, many of them, uh, they are trying to stay away from drugs and alcohol. So, you know, we have, we can have an event and uh, we, we have punch and, and soft drinks and, and food. You know, we have plenty of food. But I can go into that environment and I have gone. But to say that I want to go to a Christmas party with folks I work with and do that, uh, you know, no. I, and I didn't go for that reason. But, you know, you want to tell me that I should come to the Christmas party because that's how you get promoted. That's what you told me. And I thought to myself, Lord, if that's the only way I'm going to ever get a promotion on this job, then I, I won't get a promotion. And I didn't get a promotion. I stayed in the position. I, I learned how to do several positions uh, that had what related to that job, but I did not attend the Christmas parties. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. I did a wedding one day, and I don't know why God is having me tell you this, but I did a wedding one day, and everybody in the, that was there for the wedding was drunk. Everybody in that 
room was drunk but me, and I could have got contact eye off of the fumes from the liquor. And so what they did was they had the wedding ceremony, I did the marriage, and then they thanked me, they paid me, and sent me on my way because they knew that uh, I wasn't going to join them in any kind of reception or anything like that. And we didn't lose friendship about it. I was thankful that I could go on my way. I had done what I was supposed to do for them. So let me tell you something. You know, it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with being in an environment where people are doing things that you don't do. But you better know if you can handle that. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. This is not my normal way of teaching, and I'm getting ready to wind this up. But somebody needs to hear this this morning. Look, you don't have to be doing what other people do to be acceptable, to be accepted. If that's not your style, if that's not what you do, then you have to stand up and be that person that says, you know, thank you. I appreciate the invitation, but um, I don't do that. And I can tell you this much, too. I have been around people in my younger years, long before God called me to ministry, and I had fell from grace, uh, backslid as a Christian, very young. Uh, my children were little. And uh, I had friends who smoked weed. And I'm using the weed as an example. Now, I could be in your pre- in your party with some alcohol, uh, but when it came to smoking weed or using any kind of other drugs, I I never I never participated in that. Didn't want to. Tried tried that marijuana one time and child, it slowed me down. And see, I was one that wanted to be up dancing and putting up. So anyway. I looked up one time, I was at a, a friend's house, I called her a friend, at, at this person's house, and everybody had went into another room to smoke their weed and left me in that room by myself. <laughs> but do you think I went in there where they were? I didn't want to smell that stuff. I didn't like it. So the music played, I danced to myself, had myself a good time, and one by one, they came wandering back after they got through smoking. You know, what I'm trying to say this morning to whoever this is, because this is not the way I plan this message, and I'm getting ready to close because I believe God uh, set me up this morning with this, but I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing, you know, and if they're your friends, they're going to accept that, and if they're not your friends, well then, that's, they'll, they'll try to stay away from you, because you're not doing what they're doing, and they don't want to feel uncomfortable about what they're doing, and so they'll just uh, get away from you. So this morning, I'm encouraging people to review these scriptures I have given to you today, but the one thing I want you to remember is to don't follow everybody. So follow follow Christ and not uh, allow those others to fool you into following him. 
and I'm gonna stop right now because I'm running folks away, but I'm gonna stop right now. And so with that, uh, we're gonna get ready to close. Uh, Reverend, you can have uh, comments and then you close us out today. Amen. Amen, Pastor. What you always say, follow the voice of the good shepherd. <laughs> and that other voice we shall not follow. So, yeah. And I'm definitely one of them that, uh, what you talked about, <clears throat> holding your tongue. Uh, I think that was for me. That's That was definitely for me. Because I need to uh, uh, learn how to do that. I My tongue gets me in in lots of trouble because I, I say what was on my mind at that particular situation and it don't always be what people want to hear. Whether it's right or not, it, it is just most of the time shouldn't be said. I'm going to leave it like that because I have done that Men, just last week. <laughs> so, so, so uh, we thank you for that message and uh, that's a lesson that I'm, I'm going to teach myself. Hold my peace. Let the Lord fight my battles. That's right. <laughs> so, Father God, we just thank you this morning, Father God. We thank you for everyone who joined us and everyone who will listen to this sermon later, Father God. We just thank you, Lord. Father God, we just thank you as I journey on to work today, Father God, that there you are with me in the midst, Father God, and I hold my tongue as I'm at work today, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord. I give you praise, honor, and glory, and I ask that hedge of protection, Lord, that hedge of protection over each and every one of us and every family member represented here today, Father God. We ask that hedge of protection, Father God. We say, Father God, that may this day be just as good as any, Father God, for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, and thank you for it, Father God. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Father God, thanking for thank you for clothing us and keeping us in our right mind, Father God. And we just thank you for everything you do for us, the small and the big, Father God. So we just thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone say amen. Amen. Amen, amen everybody. All right. Y'all have a blessed day. You too. All right. All right. God bless you. you too. Bye. God bless everyone. Thank you.